0: Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, the 45-minute meeting. Here we go. I was going to say... I hate remembering back to when my corporate life because there's back-to-back meetings all the time. But it's not like I don't have back-to-back meetings sometimes now. But
1: yeah, the back-to-back meetings we're in are on the phone, and we finish the next one, and there's no travel time, and we start the next one on time, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 funny because we just we're just talking to um, we're just talking to another professional that we were doing business with recently. And they were on a meeting that Mark chaired, right? Mark hosted the meeting, and this lawyer said that was the best meeting I've ever been at. You actually, we yeah. actually got everything we need to do get done, and we had time left over at the end. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. That's and how you I run said, that's
1: place. what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. He's like, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It's magic.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to these, these back-to-back meetings because the vast majority of meetings are not professionally run, unfortunately. Right. Right. And it is crazy, right? I know many executives are in back-to-back meetings all day long. Yeah. Every single meeting runs too long,
1: right? And so now they're, they're late for the next one. And yeah. it just, this thing happens yeah. all day long. It's even worse. I, I actually, I no longer notice when people say back-to-back meetings. They don't say that anymore. It's gotten so bad that back-to-back meetings means you have two meetings where one ends and another one begins at the exact same moment, 9 to 10 and then 10 to 11. That's not what they say anymore. You know what they say now? Oh, I'm in back-to-back-to-back meetings. That's what they yeah. say. You know, the people like to imply that they're really, really busy. They want to complain about it, but they also want to be seen as busy. Uh, not necessarily productive, but busy, right? And it, it is. It's It's—it's literally, you can see people's calendars and see 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, break for lunch, 1 to 2, or 1 to two thirty, two thirty to 4, 4 to 5.
0: And they're terribly unproductive, Right. right. Everybody hates them. They don't yeah. work. So is there anything that can be done about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and, and the answer, of course, is scheduling 45-minute meetings. And we've, we've alluded to this before. We, I don't know why we haven't put a cast out on it in all the years. It's so simple. Any meeting that can be done in an hour can be done in 45 minutes, a little bit of advanced planning. We've said that several times. We've said right? that. we said that. We've never actually put the guidance out specifically. Uh, and this is just very specific guidance about how to run 45-minute meetings. We have eight points we need to, in the outline, the first two of which are really about the background, about Microsoft Outlook, and about ultimately, even if, even if Outlook has a default of an hour-long meeting, we still choose that default. So we have to, we have to blame ourselves as well as thanking my Outlook for its ability to mass back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back us. And our recommendation is, point three, schedule 45-minute meetings. You you spend five minutes on the welcome purpose and agenda. You put 10 minutes for every agenda item so you can have as many as four agenda items. You could have longer if you wanted. You could have two 20-minute items or one 30-minute and one 10-minute agenda item. But each agenda item has to be a minimum of 10 minutes because shorter agenda items don't work. What you do at the start of each agenda item is you announce the purpose of it that'll help people focus for the next few minutes while they're on that item. You finish each item on time, and that's the real key here, and you close at 45 minutes. And the way you start sending the right messages about about meetings is you start them on time and you finish them on time. And this is a way, folks, if you're wondering, if you've started to implement our manager tools effective meetings, principles, uh, you're probably well on your way. If you haven't, this is a simple technique you can use to socialize people in your organization to the benefits of more efficient meetings. And by definition, if they're more efficient when it comes to meetings, they'll be more effective. And you basically say, we're gonna stop having this problem of everybody even late to meetings and we're gonna get done in 45 minutes. And everybody knows. I mean, we don't, I wouldn't even want to guess. I know it's 20 minutes or more that is wasted in every hour-long meeting, right? Sure. Then we start late, and then there's no agenda and all those other things. But it can be done. There's no question it can be done. And we do it. I know people who do it, thousands of managers and executives who do it.
0: Exactly. Now, your first point, you said, you know, first, thanks to MS, you know, Microsoft Outlook. Now, I sense that that's not quite a, th- a real thing, but you, dude, <laughs> you love Outlook. So what's I the, do. So, I so what's do. The, so what's the problem here? For somebody who loves Outlook, what's the problem yeah, with Outlook here?
1: A lot of people may not know it, unless they're long-time listeners of the show, that years ago, before the digitalization and the emailization of the workplace, meetings were much less frequently held than they are now. They involved many less people, and they were carefully considered in advance. Now, look, you might say, oh, technology makes it easy to schedule meetings. Yes, and if it's things get easier, if the barrier to entry gets lower, um, lacking clear guidance, people will then do more of that thing. Uh, really, the single biggest thing that increased the number of meetings is the advent of more knowledge workers. Years ago, technology changed in the same time that knowledge workers were coming more online. But years ago, the only people that would meet would be knowledge workers, and there were less of them. And they were so careful. They were so... The ones who were good were so aware of their time, um, if they were an effective executive, that they didn't schedule meetings unless they were absolutely necessary. They didn't call meetings 30, 40 years ago unless executives or managers had a plan for the meeting. Nobody would dream of doing so. You wouldn't get eight or 10 people in a room and ask them to meet on something without having a plan. They'd say, well, I'm trying to be efficient and effective here, and this meeting clearly shows it's not going to be. I mean. Frankly, they didn't get to call a meeting. Meetings were considered worthy of planning because everybody knew they were expensive. Now, look, now they're even more expensive. But because everybody has to meet, because everyone is now a knowledge worker, at least for the vast majority of us, we think of meetings as cheap or even free, even though our complaining about it ought to give us a clue that in part of us, we know They're not cheap. They're not free. Yeah,
0: that that thinking, that's bad.
1: Yeah. And and look, it gets worse, right? Meetings are relatively easy to schedule, right? And things that get easier tend to happen more often. Which, by the way, ought to be a reminder. Somebody make a note. How can I make the things I want to get done easier to happen? Because if it's easier to happen, more of it will happen, right? If it's easier to do, more of it will happen. So figure out how to make the things that you want done easier, and people will do it.
0: That's no, interesting. I, I think responding to email invites to meetings is almost automatic in some oh. cases. I bet you if we didn't experiment, like folks, I'm not suggesting you do this, although it would be kind of funny. Just just make up a subject. Make up a random topic and send out a meeting invite to 20 of your closest workers and see how many people actually attend a meeting of which the topic, the subject of that meeting makes absolutely no sense. I bet you half of them show up. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's sad. That's yeah, sad. exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, so look, meetings are easier to schedule because of the ubiquity of Microsoft Outlook. And as I've said many times in many places in the world, a lot of folks still don't know it, though. The default for a meeting, the length of a meeting, folks, is an hour. Because that's what some programmer on the Outlook team decided it would be, and nobody overruled it. That's right. Nobody overruled it. Because they assumed the people who would schedule the meetings would rather override a default than have to choose a meeting length every single time. And they were right. But what that did is it lowered the barrier to entry to meetings. There wasn't the need to plan. It was already set up to be an hour. And frankly, if you don't have an agenda and you only have 40 minutes or 30 minutes for stuff to talk about... You don't need an agenda. You've got an hour. The, guys, hey, the software says I can have a whole hour. I only got thirty minutes worth of stuff to talk about. Um, and, and you and I, you've both been, we've both been in situations where we said these meetings are bad. Can we take over a couple? And we took over a couple, and people are—we're done in like twenty minutes. And, and people are saying, what, what, "What happened?" I said, "We're done. Adjourn. We're out of here." They said, "Wow, how would you do that?" We had a clear purpose, and we achieved the purpose. Why are we going to sit around? Oh, let's brainstorm. No, let's go back to work. <laughs> no, no, yeah. So lower barrier to entry, even though it's expensive, don't have to override the default, the default automatically happens, so now you're in back-to-back-to-back meetings, and everybody complains about them.
0: The problem, of course, is they're blaming everybody, everybody else, but really, the, the, they only have themselves to blame.
1: Yeah, sure, oh, look, if you're scheduling meetings, or even if you're not, if you're going to meetings, you could change the length of the meeting. All of us have done it, usually on a meeting we know is going to, to go much longer than an hour, We don't really think much about it. We just know, sort of, that this meeting in particular is going to be longer than an hour. And so we guesstimate it might be two or three, and we go with that. But look, we dare you folks to blame your computer for the choices you make typing into it. It's as simple as that. It's our fault. We're not willing to change the default. You might think our, our company has a culture of hour-long meetings. Well, I would simply provide some, some logical, logic around that and say our company has hour-long meetings by default. Our company, everybody in our company hates meetings. Therefore, hour-long meetings are hate-worthy and we should stop them, <laughs> right? So we have to get out of this. There are a lot of ways to do it. There's more rigor in planning. There's better agendas. We've shared all those things in previous casts. And there's another way, too. The, the, the solution here is to think about meetings first, tighten them up a little bit, and that's where the 45-minute meeting
0: comes in. Right, right. That's the easy answer, right? If, if you're not going to ch- think about whether this meeting should be 40 minutes and this one should be 50 minutes and this one should be 25 minutes, like, by default, all your, all your meetings are an hour. So just... Just make them 45 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Save 25% of the time, right there.
1: Any meeting you're having now that takes an hour, you can finish in 45 minutes. Any meeting you are having now that is scheduled for an hour, folks, we promise you, you have our words, you can finish that meeting in 45 minutes. Now look, this is completely separate from the fact that most of your meetings are total crap from an operational efficiency perspective. The value in most poorly run meetings happens in the choices you make in the last 10 minutes of it anyway, as the bell approaches and you have to go to your next back-to-back-to-back meeting uh, that you're supposed to be late to, right? The vast majority of meetings we attend that we don't run are filled, Mike and I, I'm talking about Mike and I here, are filled with crap. Lateness, meandering, lack of urgency, all of these lead to an incredible amount of wastefulness, I, I love the idea of a meeting clock, right? a meeting timer where you put in people's names and it's tied into HR and so you get their salaries days, and it and, and dings every time you spend a dollar. And you're sitting in a meeting with 10 people and it's an hour long and it's going ding, 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 ding. It's just like, wow, this is expensive. We've learned that one of the easiest ways to tighten up both the behaviors in meetings and the amount of time used by meetings is simply to send a message of urgency about the meeting itself and scheduling a 45 minute meeting in 80 to 90% of the workplaces we go to that we know of, what that says for most uh, attendees is, the whip is going to get cracked here, folks. This is not your average meeting. We have an interest in being efficient. You may not, but the meeting owner, me, does. And frankly, pretty quickly, you start doing this, you're gonna get addicted to it. We've seen it happen many, many times before. And you know when you send out a forty-five minute meeting notice, right? Basically, what it says is, even if we're going to be sloppy, we're going to be sloppy in fifteen minutes less than we normally are, which is a reduction of waste. If we're going to waste organizational resources, we're going to have wasted twenty-five percent less than we normally would have. That's what this says. And if I mean, if nothing else, saying I think I can get done what I want to get done in forty-five minutes is a start, and it sends a very clear message. We're going to do less of the stuff we don't want to do. Yep,
0: and much like our other other meetings, we talk we've we've had other cast on running meetings, right? We talk about having a welcome and a purpose and an agenda. And this, and this is no this meeting is no different. Even though you only have forty five minutes, we want you spend yeah. five minutes doing the welcome, purpose, and agenda.
1: Yeah, you and I read a book a number of years ago. Uh, I want to say it's called The Design of Everyday Things, but that, that that I think that's wrong. And it talked about how doors are from a distance. If you're standing on the street looking at somebody's house, the doorway has certain proportions that make sense, right? Oh, there's uh, Christopher Alexander. Yeah. Timeless Way of Building. Timeless Way of Building, yeah. And he talks about how proportions are and how our minds are trained to see math and proportions and how some doorways don't feel right. And if you have a totally flat front house right? There's no alcove or anything. And the door opens and you go right from being on the street almost into the living to room. The living room. It's, it's awkward. It feels yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. There needs to be a passageway. There needs to be a, a transition, a transition. Yes. A, a waiting area or a, yeah, it's almost a, you're going to be here for a moment before you're there, as right. opposed to going from outside right. in the rain. I'm to no in longer the cou- in the street.
0: And, yes, but exactly. I'm not yet, in the not living yet room.
1: completely in the house, right? right? You're entering the house as opposed to now you're in it. The same thing's true with meetings. It's the same way, same reason why you and I start every one of our EMCs and ECCs and, and Effective Interviewing Conference in the future, the same way. We start with Welcome, Purpose Agenda. It helps, it resets people. We're in a meeting now, and, and this is the way meetings run. And it sends a message of professionalism and preparation and so on that makes things so much easier. Now look, we're not gonna recur in too much detail to our original meeting casts here. We've, have, we've had several casts on meetings. You know, we, re- we do recommend you pre-publish an agenda, start on time. You have some ground rules. You stick to your agenda. Use a parking lot. Fix responsibilities. is my favorite. Finish on time and so on. And then we also said for a short version, you could just start on time, create a rough agenda, right? If there are four items in an hour-long agenda, you would just put give them all four or 15 minutes each. You'd fix responsibilities and you'd end it on time. And those are kind of the core things that will make you way, way better. But if you're not doing that or if you're still struggling with meetings just cramping them into 45 minutes, first of all, you'll start a lot more of your meetings on time when you, quote, have back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And frankly, I, I come to realize in, in when I was writing this cast, I don't think we'll get rid of the back-to-back-to-back to back to back. You know, the, the phrasing, you know why? People want to say they're in back-to-back-to-back mm. meetings. They mm. want to say, I'm totally swamped, I'm totally busy. And they'll probably re- reserve that 15 minutes in between for them to get ready and for them to clean up from the previous meeting. But yeah, Which wouldn't
0: be a which is, bad which is great. Talk. Oh,
1: it's absolutely <laughs> great, right? And the first meeting gets everything done. And if you're do- doing three 45-minute back-to-back-to-back meetings with 15-minute breaks in between them, and we'll let you call them back-to-back-to-back, you end up getting everything done you're supposed to get done in the meeting anyway. So... If we want to finish in less time than an hour, we need to start more briskly, okay? We still need to have that moment where we're saying to the the audience, we're in a meeting now and this is the way meetings go. There's nothing about a, a well put together, a tight, clever agenda that starting five minutes late won't ruin. And so no matter what, you start on time, Okay. Frankly, we've said it before, we'll say it again, starting on time is the first and most important step on the road to meetings that your team will not just tolerate, but will actually like as opposed to be miserable in. So you start right on time. And as we've said before, starting on time means you have to be there early meeting leader. But we recommend the first thing on your agenda right after you start is welcome, purpose, and agenda. And to be clear, we say right after, but of course, starting a meeting takes only the one second it takes to say, we're starting, right? And you start right at the top of the hour if, in fact, you start at the top of the hour. And then you say, welcome, right? And frankly, you could say that and, and start with welcome itself. So you'd say, welcome. Our purpose is blank, whatever the purpose is, okay? Now, before we get to agenda, which is the third part of the, the entry tr- trio, if you will, the entry trinity, your purpose is not a trivial thing. If you really want to be good in a meeting, you'll need to have it sussed in advance. But we know many of you haven't the foggiest idea what your purpose ought to be. We also know that you're afraid that by by stating a purpose, you'd be creating the possibility of a failure. This is why people don't want to put a Mm. a a purpose down. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid they won't achieve it. You know, it's funny. Everybody knows they're going to meetings, that nobody's achieving the purpose. And we're literally doing this dance where I'm not, everybody knows I, the purpose is not going to be set. So we can keep up the fiction that we didn't not achieve our purpose because we didn't have a purpose. Right. You know, meetings without purposes can't fail because they can't not achieve a purpose that wasn't set. That wasn't set right? Right. It's just, that's the kind of, uh, it's a kabuki dance and it's a dumb thing to do and we all ought to stop. But look, let's skip, let's skip all that, Okay let's skip the idea of purpose and some right we're solving a bigger problem right now globally and professionally than what any one meeting's purpose is although i will say if you want a short answer for what your meeting's purpose is ask yourself what do you want to accomplish and the longer answer includes the rules that it can't be talking or meeting or discussing or briefing those are processes and not accomplishments okay but what we do is we simply say our purpose is to meet on these blank number of topics if you if you have to make up a purpose, folks. You can say, uh, you say, welcome, or you could say, we're starting. Welcome, everybody. Our purpose is to meet on these blank number of topics and accomplish what we intend to in the next 45 minutes. Now, you might say that's a bit of a punt. It is. And we're going to address it in more detail here in just a little bit. And by the way, it's good to say in the next 45 minutes, it'll remind him, I'm not going to make you back to back to back the way everybody else does. And basically what you do at that point is you've done welcome and purpose and then you say the agenda out loud. We've done the welcome and purpose. Our agenda is to decide and solve on point A. Then at time X, we'll solve B. And at time Y, we'll decide on C. We'll be done at X45, whatever that is. Okay? Don't say, listen carefully now, don't say we're going to talk about A for 10 minutes. There are two flaws with that kind of thinking. One is... The talking about thing, which also sounds like first we'll do A, then we'll do B. Or it also sounds like we have three things to, to sort of discuss, right? These approaches, the, you know, okay, we'll do this and then we'll do this, suggest you're there to, to talk, to, to meet in order to talk but not to decide. They're essentially the old way of meeting. Bad meetings are about what you're going to do in them. Effective meetings are about what you accomplish in them. The other small problem with, quote, we're going to talk about something for 10 minutes is that it implies the duration is what matters. And I've said this, I don't know, 50 or 100 times in the last few years about talking about the duration of items. It is amazing to me how many agendas we see that say we're going to do this for 20 minutes and we're going to do that for 30 minutes and this for 15 minutes and so on. It implies literally that there is no deadline at the end of the meeting. Right. If the first topic goes over by 15 or 20 minutes, that just gets tacked on to the end of, right, the, exactly. of the meeting. It's, it's literally one of the dumbest time management mistakes that many, many of us make virtually every day. Results show that durations associated with agenda items are arguable. In other words, people who have an ox to gore on the particular topic you want to talk about are going to argue that 20, 10 minutes is not enough for that. Okay. And and also, durations are also extensible. In other words, people think, oh, if we have 10 minutes, five minutes more is not a problem, okay? In other words, when you talk durations, oh, we're gonna do this for 10 minutes and that for 15 minutes and so on, durations suggest that this is how much time you think the group ought to spend on something. Now, you could infer that, from the way we talk about agendas, but we're not saying it out loud. We don't recommend you say it out loud. The problem is, every topic comes, like I said, with an ax to grind, and and, and frankly, for some people, they take a while to grind that ax. Somebody will think your duration is wrong and forget that you weren't thinking in durations or processes, but rather in terms of results and deadlines. And good meeting agendas do not set durations for discussions, even though one could infer what they are. Good meetings set deadlines for decisions. If you set a duration of three things of 20 minutes each in an hour long meeting, you don't have any admin for that meeting. And the first item takes 30 minutes because the guy who wants to talk about it wants to talk more than 20 minutes. You've told him the duration is 20 minutes and you've implied that you know how much stuff is going to happen in those 20 minutes. He disagrees with about how much is going to go into that 20 minutes. And so he in his head says, he's wrong. It's going to be 30 minutes. The problem is that puts you 30 minutes in and now you still have 40 minutes left to do. And so by definition, your meeting is essentially already going to be 10 minutes over if you stick to a duration agenda. Mm-hmm. Okay. but. If you say, we will be done with item A at 20 after or at 30 after, you're saying, I'm not talking about the duration. Yeah, you can infer the duration as 20 minutes, 30 minutes, but we will be done with it at this time. In other words, the outcome of what we're gonna do, the decision we're going to do, not the process of it, but the result that we want to achieve lives in the real world where time and money matter, and we don't have 20 minutes to talk about something. We have to be done in 20 minutes or at this particular time. If we haven't finished talking about it at the end of 20 minutes, we may very well choose to still make a decision because time-tied information wait for no man, right? So we say when we will stop doing topic A and... When we will move on to another topic, implying that the agenda items have deadlines. We don't talk about how long. We don't talk about how much time. We talk about the deadline. We never list durations on agendas. We always say, you know, for instance, it's ten o'clock now. We've done our welcome and our purpose. Uh, at ten o five, we're going to start talking about topic A. We will finish with topic A at ten thirty and we will then start, uh, we will decide on topic B, we'll be done with that by 10.45, and that will be the end of the meeting. Right? Right. And and you don't say 15 minutes and 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever else. You say, we're gonna be done with this at this particular time. If somebody wants to take more time, you say, I'm sorry, we've run out of time. It's not about duration, it's about deadlines. There you go. Now, in in the introduction, you suggested that
0: each agenda item would have a minimum of 10 minutes. Isn't it
1: possible? Even though you, the first one is wrong. We say welcome purpose agenda in five minutes. But, in fact, it's three agenda items, right, in um, a 45-minute meeting. But but it's so administrative, and it happens so fast, you can get away with five minutes. And, in fact, if you're right. pretty quick, um, you'll, for, be you'll be ahead of schedule in yeah, the first yeah, exactly. five minutes. Right. But for those main topic areas, right, right, right. say like a minimum of 10 minutes. Now, couldn't you do one in five minutes? Are you sure you could? Although it's not as easy as it looks, because for most teams to get started and have something that passes for enough discussion that the team will acquiesce to the decision probably takes as much as five minutes, if not more like 10 minutes. But look, the managers are listening. You guys, folks, you know your teams better than we do. Some announcements you have to make or some small things you're gonna do probably could fit into five minutes. What we found, though, is most people don't think they're very good at figuring out how long things should take. In other words, when the next agenda item should start. And by the way, I don't ask myself how long things will take. I ask myself, how much stuff do I have to get done and how much time do I have it? And then I apportion time and deadlines around that rather than starting with how long is the first item, how long is the second item. Because then what you end up with is an hour-long meeting that you have two hours worth of stuff to cram into and then you got to go back and set up new deadlines anyway.
0: Well, look, if you, if you, if you schedule something for five minutes and it took seven and a half minutes, you're already 50% over. Exactly, right? yeah. You, you do that several times and during 45 minutes, pretty soon you're, you're ending late. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. So most meetings are places where more than announcements are just made, and that means longer than five minutes. Can you break that rule? Sure. If you're planning a meeting and you don't know how long to plan for something, don't plan it less than 10 minutes. Now, we haven't ever said it before, but I guess we can say it now. The first time you plan a meeting, folks, if this if you're using this to plan your first meeting, you're a young manager, a young team leader, a young supervisor, great. We wish you well. If you have questions, come to our forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums, and ask questions of the experienced managers and executives who are there every day trying to help you for free. But if you're just started, we assume that after you do 50 meetings, you know better how long certain topics take. You know that Bob on your team loves to talk more about customers and less about processes. So that's fine. You need to think about those things. And you we recommend you, well, we assume you're going to get better at planning meetings when you've done it 50 times. The problem is managers try it. The first one's a failure. They get upset and they're like, no, I'm just going to do what everybody else does. Because there really isn't apparently any benefit, visible benefit, professional external benefit to running effective meetings. Because look at all these other people who run these terrible meetings and they seem to get away with it. Well, the point is not what external benefit there is. The point is how much more productive you and your team can be. But people don't want to go over the Maguire hump of the horseman curve. And so they wallow in bad meetings. But we're hoping that you can, even if the first one's bad, it's slightly better. And look, if you start it precisely on time and it's the first meeting in six months that your team has had to start precisely on time, two things are true. It's going to feel awkward. And they will be much more likely to be on time for your next meeting. It's not going to be snap your fingers done. They're not going to magically line up for everything we're recommending here in w- at the very next meeting. But within three or four meetings, if you have them once a week or more often, things are going to start tightening up pretty quickly. And it's worth it to go over the McGuire hump, no question. Yeah.
0: Now, we found with a lot of meetings that there is almost no purpose for the entire meeting. I we'll yeah. see this all the time. But... When folks get into the specific agenda items, there are are purposes, purposes, right? And so I think our next point, announce purpose of each agenda item to start, is a way of at least assigning
1: a purpose associated with every agenda item when you kick it off. Yeah, we hear a lot of questions like, I have a weekly standing meeting on Project X. Is there a purpose? Yeah, you could say Project X update, team update. But that's not really where purpose shines at a meeting, a weekly standing, or even a biweekly standing meeting. Where purpose shines is on each agenda item. Right? Asking right. yourself, what do I want to accomplish in here? And and by the way, folks, it is okay to have a purpose of briefing of everybody on the same page. Although we urge you caution there because you don't want just people just briefing all the time. You want decisions made and so on. So, so what we do, we recommend is you change if you don't have a good overarching purpose of the meeting. If there's not one key idea or one key decision, one key change that needs to be made or something, then, then we just recommend you do it granularly for each item. And you could infer then therefore the meeting purpose is just being a, strung, a stringing together of all the, all the individual items' purposes. Um, if you want to tighten up your discussions, make sure you restate the purpose of that item to begin that item when it comes time to move on. And when is it time to move on? When it says on the clock it's time to move on, not when everyone on your team says, okay, we're done talking about the first point. Okay. We just had a question, I think, just recently in, uh, uh, in the forums about a manager who says, I really don't know if I want to do the managerial staff meeting anymore because one of my guys says he doesn't like it, he doesn't like being cut off, he's got 20 more minutes worth to talk about, and I have an hour-long staff meeting, but he needs 30 minutes, and he just doesn't know. Really? One guy? Right? So this manager, he means well, and this one guy's barking enough that he's thinking maybe I ought to go away from it. And uh, our answer is...
0: And the, and the alternative being going from an hour meeting to an
1: hour and a half meeting or... Oh, not letting everybody sit around go. and talk. It's really just sort of okay. a gab fest and so on. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think in a previous life I would have said something like, crush him like a grape. But I don't actually <laughs> would, wouldn't actually say that anymore, so uh, you'll have to go to the forums and find my answer. <laughs> but it's a fairly brief answer. And it includes not listening. (laughs) Um, I'm honestly a nice person, people. I promise. Look, there's another reason for this, too. Meetings tend to run long, not just because they start late, but also because they have too few internal controls. Agendas in advance start that internal controls process. If you send out an agenda, people say, oh, he's thinking he's going to try to make it happen. Good. Well, we need to finish the use of internal controls by bringing the meeting back to us and our control at the end of each item on the agenda, and therefore the beginning of the next one. This is basically a force, we're providing a force, a rallying force to work against the queuing theory that works to lengthen meetings. Again, if you have three 20-minute items in an hour-long meeting, get rid of all the administration stuff, and the first one goes 30 minutes, there are people who think, okay, one of two things they're thinking. We're definitely going over by at least 10 minutes, because that's how long the first one is over, if we do well. But many people will be saying, nope, this is an hour and a half long meeting, right? We have three 20-minute agenda items they are all going to take 30 minutes, and we're going to be out of here in an hour and a half. And you know what? If your meeting that's an hour long, and of course, we're recommending here a 45-minute meeting, but if you have an hour-long meeting that goes an hour and a half, it's your fault. It's not your team's fault continuing to talk. If you're the person who runs the meeting, you stand up and say, we're done. Or you say, we're done talking about that. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off. In the same way that if we don't make a product by a certain day at the end of the quarter, we don't get to count that product as being made in that quarter. It gets shipped in the next quarter. You don't get to say, oh, we'll just, you know, the next month we'll just add to this month's sales, this, this quarter sales. You don't get to do that, okay?
0: We've done a cast in the past called the Drumbeat Meeting, right? So right. Absolutely, very recurring drumbeat of a project meeting that keeps things
1: on. on and we on promise we'll commit to you that if there are issues, we're gonna we're gonna solve them at that meeting, and you'll be able to move forward. We're not gonna string issues out weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. But yeah. I'm using the same analogy during
0: each during the meeting, meeting itself. You are the drumbeat. There's yep. a drumbeat, and that drumbeat is the finishing of
1: each yep. agenda item. On time. Yeah. Every single time, right? Yeah. This is just Parkinson's law. Meetings are just following Parkinson's law. Work expands to fill the time allotted to do it. If you don't have a time slated for something, people will sit around and talk the first item to death. And that gets them job security in terms of, mm-hmm. I have to come back for another meeting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if they yes. don't like what was going to be decided in point two and three, they don't want to talk about it. And if they don't like what was starting to be decided in point one, talking about it longer keeps the decision from happening sooner. Right. So there that's go. good as well. Yeah. So- yeah, it's like a drum beat. And so what you do is the way you your drum beat is you finish each me- item on time. And this is of course our favorite this recommendation. We don't idea. have yeah, we don't have fixing responsibilities in the 45-minute meeting, but but we'd like to suggest to you that we we still recommend it happen. But in terms of talking about the efficiency and the accelerated drum beat of the meeting, um, finishing each item on time essentially implies that, but we want to focus really on the timeliness and the clock ticking in the background in, in this particular cast. But everyone wants to know, this is the,
0: the, the big thing here, I and mean, this is tough, I'm sure it's complex, I got people who talk who want to go on and on about a particular topic, it's important to them, or they just want to, it's a delaying tactic, whatever. There's 10 minutes, we are worth in 10 minutes, and they're talking. So how do I possibly stop? On time, every single time.
1: How do I do that? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's really, really hard. I'm, I think maybe if people are driving, should we tell them to pull over and stop so they can I take notes, this take down? Yeah, I think you're probably right. Folks, we're kidding. Um, when the time comes to move on to the next gen item, no matter what, when the time comes, you say, okay, time's up. We're done with A, even though we didn't finish. Next item is B, and our purpose is X or Y or Z or thus and such or whatever. That's it. No tricks. You just end the agenda item, okay? That's all. But it's unfinished. Yeah, that's right. It's unfinished. Yeah, in the same way that if you need to ship a bunch of widgets this quarter and you need to make a million more before midnight to meet the last truck and and almost all million are made, you can't say we're going to delay the clock and we're going to put the last 30,000 of them in there after midnight and count it before midnight. You don't get to do that. In the same way that your company doesn't get to sell a product that's crap and then say, but we meant well, so you need to give us money because of our intent. It doesn't matter. Time, tide, and formation wait for no man. It's really hard for me to say that, by the way. It's what the Navy guys say at the Naval Academy when they call minutes. But look, it, time is a competitive advantage, or it can be, you know, what, what is that line about? Uh, um, life is a grindstone. It either grinds you down or it polishes you, it buffs you up, it polishes you into a into a diamond, I, I don't know why people want to argue about time. Time doesn't need to be managed or anything else. We need to constrain ourselves with the time we have to do it. Now, there are managers who are listening to me going, well, my people won't like it. Yeah, they won't like it. And all they do is complain about meetings. Let's have them like something that gets us closer to where we want, not like something that gets us closer to where they want to be. If we have two choices, two choices that people don't like, let's choose the one that delivers better results. I don't care. I really don't care. If you tell me I don't like A, I don't like B, I say, okay, I'll pick, and I'll pick the one that gets me better results. Well, it's better results, but I still don't like it. Hey, look, there are two choices. We can either look for something we like, but I don't know whether or not it'd be better or not, um, or we can choose to get better. And if we get better and we don't like it, at least we'll be getting better from a place, then we can figure out how to like it. But this idea that Oh, I, that's a different kind of pain, and I don't like that. Don't be afraid to ask your people to go through a change in pain if the change in pain improves results. Right. And I'm, not, fact- I'm not wishing pain on anybody, but your people are in pain about meetings all the time. The meetings we go to all the time, everywhere in the world, suck. They start late, they finish late, they don't have agendas, they're terrible. Everybody hates them and they complain about them, so let's stop.
0: Right. And it doesn't go on forever, right? number one, you start doing this, you'll start getting better at estimating how much time is required for a particular topic or agenda item, right? And folks will then, knowing that you only have 10 minutes, let's say it's a 10-minute agenda item, folks knowing that you only have 10 minutes, they'll modify their behavior, become more critical. Yeah. So you'll get it done in 10 minutes. Now, just yeah. because it doesn't get done in the 10 minutes the first time, right, that, that's not going to happen forever. But if you don't stop on time, they'll never develop the discipline
1: to start getting it done in a lot of time. So just move on. Leave the previous item undone, unfinished. Don't penalize every other item that's going to happen in that meeting because the first one went long. Otherwise, you're sending a message that we can go long whenever we want, in which case you're right back in the same pot you were in before. Don't set a standard of which Parkinson would approve. Just Stop. We promise you there are people in your meeting who have an interest in stopping every purpose you set for a meeting or a discussion or anything. If you let them stop the first purpose that you have through your blatant lack of willingness to lead and manage and do what you say you're going to do in advance, what makes you think they'll stop there? They're going to continue to be a force for chaos and, and entropy rather than for effectiveness. So in the, in the agenda item. And watch everybody scramble to get done with the next agenda item. And as, as you alluded to, and every other agenda yeah. item after that, because they say, man, she's really going to crack the whip. We're yeah. going to be done. <laughs> she's I guess serious. I better make my points. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And look, if you're like us, folks, and you really liked our, our recommendation about fixing responsibilities and our more complete guidance, you can still accomplish that. Just have somebody take notes at the end of each item quickly and then turn them into deliverables that folks have to answer for in email. And so you send an email which says, Bob, you agree you're going to do X by Tuesday, right? And you send it out shortly after the meeting. And now you have a little bit of time after the meeting, five or seven minutes after the meeting, before you have to go walking to your next meeting so you can be on time for your next meeting. You have time to clean things up before you have to start walking. Now, I did talk to one guy. I made this recommendation three or four years ago. I don't know why I didn't write the cast then. And uh, he said, look, Mark, it doesn't do any good to finish my meetings 45 minutes rather than an hour because... I'll be to the next meeting on time, but nobody else will, so I'll waste the time. I said, i got to tell you something. You're not wasting the time. You have a notebook. You've got your email, right? Do email. Make notes on the meeting. Get ready for the meeting. Send out emails from the previous uh, meeting. But gee whiz, if you have five peers and you want to get promoted and all five of those peers do it poorly, you're going to say, well, because they do it poorly, I'm going to do it poorly too. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That just kind of strains my definition of professionalism a little bit there. So, yeah.
0: Now, same thing applies. We we're going to talk about ending each agenda item on time. Well, you, you add those all up together, then you've got to end the meeting, meeting on time. So if we said it's going to be a 45-minute meeting, at the
1: end of 45 minutes, you stop. Yeah, whether you're done or not. Actually, whether you've achieved your purpose or not, at 45 minutes, you stop the meeting. Yeah. You will be done by definition. Yeah, you're done. You yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what right. the meeting agenda says, right? And look, if you want to argue about this, folks, you may not be ready to do this yet. That's okay. As we, okay, I, like to say, we'll just take a team similar to yours, we'll run our meetings this way, and we'll produce more, make more, and get promoted more than you and your guys. It reminds me of the old Harvard cheer when they used to play Yale and then Harvard made a mistake. That's all right. That's okay. You'll all work for us someday. So seriously, just stop. Say, okay, time's up. Meeting adjourned stand up. This is my favorite part. Just stand up. Somebody's going to say, can we keep on going? You say, no, the meeting's adjourned. If you guys want to keep talking, fine. But the rest of you, this meeting's over. If you want to leave, you can leave. There's nothing that's going to happen in the next minute that's going to be all that important. There are exceptions to that. And we covered that in our longer previous uh, guidance. Don't let things run over simply because, dear God, no one else has another meeting to go to. (laughs) <laughs> right? That would be a really kind of Dante esque trade-off, different levels of hell, but you're still in hell. Right? Don't do that. So stand up. Stop yourself from trying to finish that last item. Starting on time, stopping each agenda item on time and finishing on time will within one to two meetings fundamentally transform your team's meetings into processes much closer to efficiency than hellaciousness. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Look, so, wrapping up. Yes, Microsoft Outlook is to blame, but only until you start punching the keys on your computer. We are to blame for this. It's our responsibility. Let's change our behavior. Schedule your hour-long meetings. Make them 45-minute meetings. It's not that hard to to change the default time. Schedule five minutes for your welcome purpose and agenda. No less than 10 minutes for every agenda item, although that can be flexible maybe 10% of the time. When you start an agenda, and by the way, that means you can only have four agenda items in a 45-minute meeting, hypothetically based on this guidance. Announce the pur- purpose of each agenda item to start and then finish on time and just simply move on to the next point. And at 45 minutes, get up and be done. And you'll discover that people will start coming to your meetings earlier, be more crisp during them, and they'll be happy to go when you go. Good. Simple. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. All righty.
0: Thanks, everyone that's it we'll see you next week in the meantime have a great one so long